Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. We do. We have the three material lines, and Corian Solid Surface is kind of what we're known for. We started that category, like, you know, 50 years ago, and it's, uh, it, I'll tell you, it's changed a lot over time. You know, when you think about Corian Solid Surface, where it came from, it was basically just all white, and now... I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to see the difference between stone, but you can thermoform it, carve it just like wood. Um, and then we uh, use Corian Solid Surface to make MR walls. And MR walls are, um, uh, we work with a designer, Mario Romano, and he cuts and carves our solid surface, and they're just beautiful walls. You can make, you know, almost anything. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. I am down here at the DuPont booth at Design and Construction Week. We are having a great time at the show right now. This is where it's at if you want to see the latest in construction, design, home improvement, healthy homes. It's all right here. And we've got a great guest here. We are in DuPont's booth right now. Alan Hubble, DuPont, welcome to Around the House, brother. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Great to be here. Man, this is great. Well, you guys have so much going on in this booth today, and there's some great technology in here. Let's talk about what you guys jump into on your side of the business, at least. Okay, sure. Yeah, and we're showing a few new things. Um, we're showing our new styrofoam product. It's a low global warming potential. So, you know, the industry is moving towards different blowing agents and, and easier on the climate. So we're doing our part here with this uh, new gray styrofoam. Most people know styrofoam as a blue product. Right. That's all I've seen. Right. And so now you'll start, it's in about 10 states today. And over the course of the next year, you'll see it convert from blue to gray. Nice. Global warming potential, yeah. All right. We all like healthier stuff out there, especially when we're putting the products on. If it's, you know. That's it. That's and, it. And and you don't give up any of the performance that you've come to expect from it. So we're able to keep the, the properties, the performance, and be easier on the environment. That's a home run right where I come from. It's good stuff. Yeah. And you guys have some great new uh, stuff over there. Well, it's, maybe it's not so new, but you guys are showing so many different, you know, combinations for flashings and things like that, which everybody's known to love with the pot. We do. We, um, we're always surprised. You know, the flashings have been out 15, 20 years, but you're always, there, there's a large, it's, it's a big world out there. So there's it always is. folks who have something to learn and to see. So um, yeah, we show a number of different uh, types of installations and applications. And so if you stop by the booth, if you, if you check us out online, um, you'll be sure to find your application. We have many, many different details from many, many different applications. Speaking of that, you guys have a big education thing that you guys have been running on. That's right. We do. Yeah, we call it the uh, DuPont Education Hub. And that's where we're reaching out to builders and contractors to, um, to present our knowledge, share our knowledge, share our information. And folks can go to our education hub and sign up. 
and, uh, and get on the list for, we do about five webinars a year. We're doing podcasts to drive people back to the website and it's loaded with all kinds of content up there. So I'd, I'd encourage folks to check that out and uh, I'm sure you'll learn something. It's a wide variety of uh, webinars that we're doing. Man, I tell you what, I don't care where in the country I'm at, but I, I know enough to be dangerous with the flashings and how to do it correctly. Yeah. I'm not the ultimate expert on it, but I can't tell you how many job sites I drive by and go, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. That's not going to work. Yeah. You know, we have the specialist network who their job is to go work with the builders and the contractors and get them to do it, you know, do it the way we'd like to see it done. But good, good building science practices. That's a tough job to convince somebody who's been doing something one way for their whole career. They learned it from somebody important to them. Right. And mentored them. And here's how you do it. And now here comes this young buck that says, maybe I'll do it this other way. So it's a it's a skill set that, you know, it takes a special person to kind of do that. But if you build the trust and, sh- and show the performance, eventually they'll, they'll come around and, and start to adopt some of these practices. Well, I'll say, you know, I've been in the design and remodeling industry for 30 years. And there's many times that I'm like, well, I've been doing it that way for 30 years. Right. Maybe I was doing it wrong for 30 years, too. Right. So us old bucks even are like, oh, wait a minute, there's a better way. You don't know what you don't know. As long as folks keep an open mind, then, you know, that's how you progress. Absolutely. What other stuff you guys got going on on the the performance side? So we're showing a product called uh, DuPont Tyvek Integration Wrap. It's a new product, and it... um, what it does in some parts of the country, builders build uh, the construction sequences. You put windows in first, which is different than uh, before you wrap than other parts of the country. I've seen that down there, and it's like, oh wow, it's crazy framing they, windows. They, yeah, they don't okay. use they don't use sheathing on the walls, and then they put windows in first, and they load the roof with uh, roof tile, and that helps everything kind of you know settle in. Yeah. But in that case, so now you have to flash this window to what? There's no tire there, right? <laughs> so we have this integration wrap, which is like a 10 inch border around the window, like an apron kind of. And so you flash to that, and then that sits there, and that awaits later in the construction process. They'll come along with the Tyvek and integrate to the flashing. That's cool, because my house was built in 1977 in the Pacific Northwest, right? So I've got this contemporary house. So framed it with two-by-fours. This is old school 77. Right. Then the 30-pound felt went up on it, and then the T-111 went over that. Right. Same kind of situation, so you right? You know a little something about water in your neck. Yeah. And, and yeah. so that's not the optimal way to do that. I mean, the, it, the tar paper's not going anywhere, but right, right. it's well, not optimal. As long as it's nice and leaky and drafty, you'll get wet and you'll dry out, and that's okay. Yeah. And, but today's home, as you know, we build them tighter. That puts more of a premium on water management because when it does get wet, it's harder to dry out. You're adding more insulation to the wall. Or you've made it tighter, less airflow. So um, it, it just it puts a pre- That's why we spend so much time on the water management side. Yeah, because my house... It breathes really well, whether I like it or not, and I can't stop that without having to do a lot of reframing on it because I've got like six-inch overhangs. So if I go put something on the outside, guess what? Now I've got water run down the side of that. So it would almost be a reframing. That's where that product works really well because I'm not having to add onto the outside of that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the other other cool product we're showing here, it's not launched yet, but we're just trying to gauge interest and promote it, is this uh, fire curb, fire-resistant laminate. So it's a, it's a thin laminate product that goes over like OSB or wood to give it some fire resistance properties. And um, so, you know, we're looking at things like iJoyce and, and FRT plywood, um, again, to meet the fire resistant uh, standards and codes. It's kind of a new area for us, but it's gaining a lot of interest. We've had a lot of interest in uh, folks requesting more information in the booth here. So how does that work? So it's just got a little thin black layer. Does that 
Yeah. How does that protect it? I'm not sure. That, I'm not a chemist, but yeah, yeah, we're, yeah that would be boring radio, so we don't exactly. go that far. Exactly. But, well. but how does it do? You know, what's how does that work? So what it does when the heat hits it, as I understand it, it expands. Oh, okay. Kind of like I, I tell people, it's like the old snake when you were a kid and you lit in your driveway. Yeah, a firework snake that kind of gets all funky and foams exactly. up, kind of. Right. Yeah. So it foams up, and then it it just protects the heat. You know, the heat from getting to the wood. A little more time for the structure to stay in place and the firemen to do their job and or people to get out of. The building so that is huge uh, on the show here a couple years ago uh, probably three years ago we had uh lieutenant mike uh, siampo from uh new york fire department on oh, he cool. said for him in new york their biggest problem they had was roof trusses oh, because really? the plates when they get hot in a fire at about seven minutes of the fire the plates wrap up the more they can do for fireproofing of that it's one of those things that he goes yeah we won't get up on a roof after a few minutes because it causes a problem those plates fall off and there's nothing holding it's the trust together. It's dangerous work, yeah, right. So the more you can do down below that yep. to keep that fire in its place, the better off you are. Yeah, so we're showing that here, and like I say, a lot of interest, and um, so we'll see where that goes. Hopefully we launch that later this year. Nice. That's going to be great. When we come back, we're going to be diving into countertops with DuPont here in the DuPont Corian family of countertops. Not just not that acrylic stuff. We're talking about quartz. We're talking about high-performance porcelain, and we'll talk about that when we come back after these important messages. But... Stay tuned here in the coming weeks because we are going to dive more into high-performance building. And we're going to bring on a really good friend of mine that I've done a bunch of speaking with over the years, Walt Tamala. And he is out of the Boston area, and he is an expert on this stuff. So we're going to talk about all the different types of high-performance building and do kind of a deep dive for all of you out there that are really wanting to know more about that and the right way to flash windows and decks and things like that so you don't have that damage happening around your house. All that and more. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. And make sure you hit our closed group, which is Around the House Nation, where people share up funny stories, projects, and uh, the whole group dives in. All that and more coming up next, just after these important messages. Don't change that dial. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. Not your grandmother's and grandfather's home improvement show. We are live down here. At least I am. Caroline's man in the man in the studios today. But I am in the DuPont booth here at the International Building Show, Design and Construction Week. And I've got my friend Maggie from DuPont in here. Now, full disclosure, I have your stuff throughout my house as far as the DuPont Corian Endura everywhere, and I absolutely love it. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Eric. This is great. I mean, and you guys have some new colors here. I'm going to talk about the stuff that I love right off the bat. Sure. It is absolutely amazing what you've got over there for the new colors of DuPont Corian Endura. Thanks. Yeah, we, we're really excited. We have uh, some beautiful metallic colors, uh, which are great for indoors or out. We have some cements and some marbles. And I know you have the marbles inside your shower. Yeah. Uh, cement, I think, in your kitchen. And then outside, you've got the metallic, the deep metal. Great memory. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it enough, though, right? That's right. Over the that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And I tell you what, there is nothing more durable as a kitchen designer of 30 years. There is nothing more durable than I've put in my house than that. I mean, uh, 
I, I can't even say there's legal team that would probably tell me what I could do and what I couldn't <laughs> do on that. But I'll tell you what, that is the most durable surface in a kitchen that I'm really happy with because I've ruined other countertops before. I'm not worried about ruining this one. Yeah, you're going to cook too, right? Yeah, Julie cooks, I cook, you know. Wine gets spilled. Things happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. nice because I can cook with it. I don't care if I get a warm pot over on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be melting something or scarring, and it's pretty tough stuff. I don't think there's anything more durable in a countertop surface out there, so it's great. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, and you guys have so many other products out there. It's not that you just do the slab porcelain or centered stone. Mm-hmm. You guys have quartz. You've got the the Corian solid surface. Oh. We do. We have the three material lines, and Corian Solid Surface is kind of what we're known for. We started that category, like you know, 50 years ago, and it's. Uh, it, I'll tell you, it's changed a lot over time. You know, when you think about Corian Solid Surface, where it came from, it was basically just all white, and now, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to see the difference between stone, but you can thermoform it, carve it just like wood, um, and then we uh, use Corian Solid Surface to make MR walls, and MR walls are. Um, uh, we work with a designer, Mario Romano, and he cuts and carves our solid surface, and they're just beautiful walls. You can make, you know, almost anything. It is stunning. And mm-hmm. you were telling me that there's a seam in this wall, and there's this geometric pattern that's all carved throughout. It's absolutely amazing, and I couldn't find the seam in that. Oh, that's great. It's great. <laughs> you know, and what I, I, I go back to DuPont. In the DuPont Corian days, and so I want to I want to clear this up for our listeners out there, because Corian has been such a household name for so long. That is now your countertop brand umbrella, right? Exactly. Yes, it's our master brand, and then underneath that we have the Corian Endura, Corian Solid Surface, and also Corian Quartz. Yeah. And of course, everyone knows quartz, uh, great material. But thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. It's just one of those things because. I, in the mid-90s when I was designing kitchens, that I sold the most out of that, more than granite, more than anything else. We, we just the integral sink, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things that was great. And the colors now, you know, I can stand back three feet away and go, is that slab porcelain or is that solid surface? Which mm-hmm. one is it? And not a few, it was a few years ago, and I'm going to say that because I've been in the industry for 30 <laughs> years. It wasn't always that way to get to the, that depth. What you guys have done to extend that brand and the color it's impressive out of that yeah no i appreciate it in fact we have a couple of our technical experts from our plant in yorkies in buffalo and they're Mm -hmm. thrilled to be here a little warmer weather yeah (laughs) that's nice but they're the ones that work on the custom colors so if you want some sort of crazy color or just a just something different than we offer right now they're the ones to talk to and so we've got some experts here that's cool. What I like about thermoforming that too from the design side is I used to love doing that because you could do some funky radiuses mm-hmm. and really do something. You can do a countertop up against that wall that's got a curve to it mm-hmm. and make the backsplash fall along and it looks just absolutely stunning. Yep. There's a lot you can do with that. Yep. And then there's no seams either for like dirt right? or you know whatever. So that's really nice. That's great. The quartz colors. Oh my gosh, your new finishes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, we um, we've had polished and leathered for a while, but matte is a new finish for us. And matte, of course, is very popular in the design world. Um, it just gives it that kind of um, more stately look, and uh, it's it's just gorgeous. So we have uh, several new um, kind of matte finishes, uh, including a soapstone look, which doesn't yes. have all the durability issues of soapstone. So you have a soapstone look and a quartz um, and a I- matte. Finish. I love soapstone. It looks stunning. 
And the problem, as you know, is it's soft like wood. Mm-hmm. And it shows everything because you have to, a real soapstone, you've got to oil it, you got to take care of it, you got to do all those things. Mm-hmm. And to have the durability of quartz, but the consistent look of a soapstone is pretty big. Yes, yes. So we have soapstone and ironstone, and we also have some some, some cements. Don't say that too many times in a row. <laughs> and so the cements are super popular right now. It's just, um, you know, this kind of industrial look um, that's, that's growing in popularity. What's cool with that is in... I love, and that's why I went with in the in the Endura. Mm-hmm. Why I went with that concrete look because I've mm-hmm. oh, I've loved concrete for twenty years. Mm-hmm. I never put it in my kitchen because I didn't want to take mm-hmm. care of it. Mm-hmm. Because concrete's like your driveway; you spill oil on it. Guess what? It shows, mm-hmm. and now you're going to fight it. And I knew with olive oil and wines and things like that, it was going to look like a hot mess in mm-hmm. weeks, not months. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to put something durable like a quartz or like a you know something like that in there. That is awesome. And I'll say that those colors are pretty spot on, too. Yeah. They look like the real thing. So I have a, actually I have a question for you as a yeah. designer. So we have a cement look in all three materials. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, have you ever done a lot of designing with multiple materials with kind of that same, co- you know, cohesive look? Have you ever done that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. But to, to have that flexibility in each one of those lines because mm-hmm. it's depending on the project, right? Okay, I need to have a cement look, but I got a radius wall over here. I got to deal with something like that. Or I want to do something that's got some flow to it that I'm not going to try to cut and have weird quartz or, you know, slab seams with mm-hmm. that'll distract from that design. Mm-hmm. That's awesome for that. Mm-hmm. But then if I've got to go over into a high-performance surface that's going to take an absolute beating, maybe it's heat, maybe it's outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't probably put the solid surface outside in the sun, mm-hmm. but I know that mm-hmm. my DuPont Corn Endura outside, because I got it outside, it takes my Portland, Oregon, winters, <laughs> summers, everything else, the rain, it doesn't care what I throw at it. Mm-hmm. So it's depending on the project, but I like that flexibility as a designer to be able to use it in each one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Because to me, when I'm designing a home and I'm working in it, I like to have some flow through the entire house, including outside to that outdoor living area. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the product that I'm using inside and out the window need to be the same, but Mm -hmm. they could be two different situations for durability, what I have. Yeah, and I'll say one of the things we're seeing in the kitchen space is, you know, like, people are interested in a, a kind of a, a solid surface, Korean solid surface around the perimeter so they can mm-hmm. get that back, that cove backsplash. And then in the, the island, they're wanting something more like quartz or, yeah. you know, that high-performance porcelain Korean Endura. So kind of the mixing of the materials in the same room has been something that we've seen as a trend. Don't go anywhere around the house. We'll be right back after these important messages. Hey guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Now let's go back out to the Design Construction Week interview with DuPont and Maggie. And let's continue that conversation about countertops. 
I will say there is nothing, and this is the first house I've had it in that I've lived in. I've designed, you know, thousands of homes out there with bathrooms, but doing that slab, you know, to popcorn and dura in my shower was the most amazing thing with the steam shower. Yeah. Because I don't have the tile grout to deal with. Yeah. I don't have a tile floor, but that's easy. Yeah. But putting that in there and the cleanability of just taking a damp cloth and wiping it down, there's no scrubbing needed. Right. For me, it's awesome. Well, and you have the book matching too, right? Absolutely. So it looks like it's one gigantic <laughs> slab. You know, that is that is one of the things that I always say out there. You've got to have the right fabricator teamed mm-hmm. with the right product. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this as Eric G, if you've got the most beautiful product and you hired the wrong fabricator, mm-hmm. it's still not going to turn out. These guys planned all that book matching to come through and everything lines up beautifully and the art of install is Absolutely. just as important. Yep, and that was Portland Marble Works, right? Yep. That did your your work. So oh, I love those kudos guys. Kudos to them. They did a great job. And we have a network of certified fabricators that have to go through specialized training to work with our product. Um, and that's important because you want to make sure it's fabricated and installed properly. I, I watched the fabrication. Mm-hmm. I was helping lift the slabs going in. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's a small bathroom. It's not this big bathroom. And I mean, when we carried the one slab in, it was so tight when we had to spin it over our heads, I had to take the light bulbs out of the light fixture so oh, we could wow. slab it around, <laughs> swing it around, and it was cool. And it held up. You know, I, we've got this slab over our heads with suction cups. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. hope this works. <laughs> okay. You know, eek. <laughs> Don't try that at home, friends. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You need a stuntman license for it, but yeah. those guys do it every single day, and they make it look like art, and that's the beautiful part of it. That's great. That's great. So you've got some great colors in there. I mean, some of that stuff, that quartz that's got the big chunks in it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Alabaster terrazzo. I'm, are you seeing a lot of terrazzo in the market? I, I have loved it for years. Yeah. And I was into it before anybody thought it was cool and I couldn't yeah. find stuff and I did I wanted to use it because I kind of liked some of that mid-century stuff mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything out there and now the products of course I'm doing more media now so I have less design projects to worry mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. but now of course it's coming into the space and yes. I love it well this is our first kind of foray into terrazzo in in the quartz material yeah and so the pieces of of you know kind of um, stone that just catch the light and there's these crystals and so it's really unique and different for us um, and it's been really popular. Oh yeah, that's gonna just that if you're looking at countertops, got to take a look at that one. That one I saw that and I walked right over to. It, I was like, that is stunning. Oh, thanks. I'm that so one glad. is beautiful. <laughs> so what do you see the industry going? I mean, I wanted to ask you this question because. You guys have so many products out there. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's the now the resurgence of the Corian coming back in, where 10 years ago, maybe it had slid down a little bit because there was the new hot quartz. Mm-hmm. Everything is trends in our industry, what yeah. we're doing. But I see that that's coming back up, and that's kind of exciting because there's so many flexibility things yeah. with that. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, you know, it's interesting. We're seeing a lot of interest in sustainability yeah. as, as a big trend. And, and Korean solid surface is, is actually very sustainable. And we have a number of colors that are made with recycled material. Nice. So we love selling those colors and talking about that. We also have zero waste land, uh, uh, plants. And, you know, I could go on and on, but uh, regard certified, all of that. So the sustainability part is really important to us. And uh, we see that as being a real trend um, you know, in the future. 
That is great. Mm -hmm. Maggie, thanks for coming on today. This has been so much. Anything we missed on this? Gosh. You know, one last trend I'll say is is using digital tools to help visualize what your project could look like. And I know you're big into that. Oh, yeah. But that's something that we're definitely seeing a lot of interest in. We have a new uh, Coring Design Visualizer app that can help people kind of visualize the color in their space. And I know you do a ton with that. Yeah, that's cool. I like your app because we were playing with that yesterday mm-hmm. in here and we we're messing around and for those people so many people can't see it I've, I've been doing this for 30 years so of course my brain works where I can visualize stuff really well most people can't visualize and now you can take that video picture of what's going on stretch the surface around on it and actually say okay what color options do we have mm-hmm. it can't be any easier seeing what's going on yep absolutely all right thanks maggie this thanks, is great Sarah. hey if anybody's at the show mm-hmm. out there make sure you check out dupont stuff it is absolutely amazing in here there's some great stuff out there and uh, if you're looking at countertops make sure and ask your designer for it man caroline that was just a lot of fun hanging out with dupont and their booth and and taking a look and it was it was fun because you know i put their product in my house in full disclosure and it was cool because we did some videos for them and i actually saw julie and i up on their big screen in there which was kind of shocking <laughs> for the first time when you catch it in the corner of your eye and you look over and go oh hey uh, hey that's us that's me yeah. how cool is that no they've got so many great products coming out and i'm i'm excited for the trends and the colors and so, like, what's your favorite? I mean, do you have a favorite as a kitchen designer? You know, here's the thing. Um, as a kitchen designer, there's a lot of cool trends going on. The things are now, you know, like the marble look is hot and all those different marble and concrete looks are hot. But they've become so much more realistic. So you could literally put down one of these slab porcelain or, you know, one of the the, the quartz materials or even the Corians now. And it looks like real stone when you look at it. It doesn't look like it's a... It's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't look fake. Mm-hmm. So that's the great oh, trend with all. that. And, you know, I have sold hundreds and hundreds of Corian countertops in my day. Back in the 90s and 2000s when I was mm-hmm. first designing, that was the hot material back then. That was. Remember? It was like thick Corian and everybody wanted it. Seamless and the sink. You could repair mm-hmm. it. And... uh you know, if you if you damaged it, you could have them come out and do it. But the disadvantage was you had to have it polished and cleaned up every few years. I always recommended people come out and do that. So even today, if you've got a, a Corian countertop and stuff in your kitchen, it's a great product. It'll last you forever. Just make sure every few years have a countertop person come out and polish it out. It'll look like it's brand new again, which is great. So it's one of those things that being acrylic, you could polish it and it takes all the little micro scratches and stuff out of it and gives it a nice cool luster and looks like brand new again. So how does the Corian from 1990 differ from the Corian today? Is there? A There's a huge difference as far as how it looks. Color-wise, back then, it was lots of beiges and, and white, and, you know, some <laughs> speckles and, and that kind of stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. There was even kind of a, a, a hunter green that was hot back in the 90s with speckles <laughs> in it, you know, and some of those blues and stuff. But really now they've gotten more into what you would see with the stone and it's got graining to it. So it really looks like a a natural product authentic 
Yeah, authentic stone. And the and the quartz blows my mind because the quartz like really looks like a marble or a granite. And you can't tell the yeah, difference. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny. When we, in our next segment, I want to talk about some of the myths of countertops out there that people think when they're out there looking because there's so much misinformation out there. I mean, I was listening to a radio show a couple weeks ago that I was super shocked at the information that was going out. So I want to kind of dispel some of those myths of countertops coming up in our next segment. But Really, with quartz, it's such a great-looking product that's super durable. But if to me, if you want that ultimate durability, you go to like what I did in my house, and I went to a you know high-performance porcelain, which is even more durable than what the quartz is, because it's almost like a big, hmm. thick piece of tile with no grout, versus a man-made you know stone and binder mix put together. So it's even more stain resistant, even more heat resistant than what uh, even the porcelain, even what the quartz is. Even the quartz. And the quartz is, I mean, I have all quartz in my house. So because of that fact, I don't want to have to seal granite and all of the extra, as you know, I'm a little bit lazy. So I don't like to do the extra due diligence of putting the sealer on. So, and I find that the quartz holds up extremely well. So if it's even better than that, then that's just the Icing on the yeah, cake. and that's what I really like about it is it's just that one little step up and there's absolutely nothing wrong with quartz out there. It's a great product to put into your kitchen. Now we come back, I want to dispel some of those countertop myths in our last segment. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Thanks for joining us. This is not your grandmother's home improvement show. This is the latest and greatest of today's materials and today's technology all used in home improvement, interior design, and construction. Hello, Caroline. Hello. We are the innovators. We are bringing you the innovation. I love that word, innovation. Yeah. This is not the old school way of doing it. We're going to no. keep continuing to help you with the new school way of doing it, which generally is the using technology to depend on no matter what it is out there, right? Hey, first off, make sure you head over to Around uh, the House online.com because we have a uh, this week <gasps> that the show airs we have a 250 dollar visa gift card giveaway oh so we are God. giving away thanks to shashko you know a brand new 250 dollar gift card so you can save some money on your next project or heck even put fuel in that truck out there oh my and God. that's going to be the fun part if you're listening to this a few weeks if you you know a few weeks later well guess what that uh that promotion will be over. So we've got one more week, I believe, left on that promotion as of the air date of this show. So, Caroline, some of the myths that I hear out there, and I heard this one on a radio show, another home improvement show that I was just like, are you kidding me? They were talking about how you have to seal quartz countertops. <laughs> did they really and say I'm that? Like, yeah, they did. And I was just like, are you kidding me? They're like, oh, they stain. They have, you need to seal it. No, that's why I well, go no. with quartz because you don't have to seal it. 
Amen to that. I think she was probably getting confused quartz versus quartzite, which is a stone. Oh, maybe. You know, quartzite is a natural stone that is, you know, all quartzite. That's not a man-made material. You know, what you see is quartz countertops out there, the Caesar stone, Sile stone, the Concorian quartz, Cambria, all these different main brands out there. They have, you know, a, a man-made material, which is quartz. It's their version of this. So it's 93% roughly quartz. And then it's got binders holding it all together. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a nice, durable, man-made material that looks natural, which I really like. And that's what you've got in your house, right? That's right. Everything. I've got all quartz. And I love it. And it's great. The last thing you need to do, though, is put a sealer on it. <laughs> no. Now, if you bought one of those inexpensive Chinese ones that came in that don't have a name brand and you have to seal it, well, that's a whole other issue. But if you're looking at all the name brand products out there correct, that have warranties, then you're good as gold. Now, one thing I want to talk about real quick with quartz, it's kind of a catch-22 that you got to be really careful with. When you see the name brands that we just talked about, they have a manufacturer's warranty that goes with them. The problem with some of these other lesser known brands that are maybe bought at the import tile store or whatever else there that they're coming out of all these other companies, they're, they don't have a manufacturer warranty. So there's, there's many times that these little companies that you see these off-brand that are so inexpensive it's a distributor that's distributing them and not a manufacturer. So as soon as that product gets discontinued from the distributor, you now have a problem where the warranty goes away with it. Exactly. (laughs) So you want to make sure you get one of these name brand companies. So you get that manufacturer's warranty and that it gets taken care of correctly. So if there is a problem down the road, you don't have to worry about it. What types of problems do you see with quartz? Because I see it as being a pretty durable product and I'm hard on my countertops, whether it's hair dye, you know, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff, especially in the bathroom. I think I'm a little harder than I am in the kitchen for me. But what are problems? I mean, cracking, things that they would cover. Usually cracking is not a big issue. It can happen. Sometimes you'll see it. uh, If someone's hard on it, it'll pit a little bit or a chunk will come out of it. But most of the time, Here's what happens. So when they build a quartz countertop, it's a liquid. It goes into an oven. It gets high pressure and heat that makes it what it is. But the problem comes down where people take shortcuts. And I'm not talking the big companies. I'm talking about those those import brands that come out of, you know, China and Southeast Asia. A lot of those do not deal with the cool down of the product easily. So when it comes out, you almost have to you have to anneal it like glass. And what annealing is, is when that comes out as a big panel, they lower the temperature incrementally so it doesn't build up tension inside of it. Mm. So it cools in a controlled manner so there's not this built-up tension. I have been in stone shops while they're cutting a piece, and there was so much tension. Think of this like a panel going through a, a panel saw that that tension grabs the blade of the big beam saw lifts the 400-pound piece of quartz up because it grabs the blade because there's so much tension and binds. So it lifts it up three or four inches and drops it back down to the table, Hmm. and the piece explodes into a bunch of million pieces. Oh. 
I've seen that happen a bunch of times. And it sounds like a car wreck happening right next to you. And that's where you have some problems is that internal tension. That internal tension also means that around cooktops and sinks that you could get a crack or something like that to happen. Mm. And it's much more likely in one of those, you know, imported brands than you do out of one of these major companies. So that's where the the warranty really needs to be taken care of is is on that level. But really, you can be pretty hard on it. How about colors and things like that? Do you have to worry about fading with it? I've never seen it fade, but is that is that a worry when you're using the quartz? Well, with quartz, one of the weaknesses of quartz is do not use it where you get UV sunlight on it. Because UV will affect Fade. the uh, those binders and epoxies kind of that are in there. It's not an epoxy, but it's the binders Binder, that are in there. Like acrylic. So that's why you can't use, yeah, you can't use it out in, a, in a, an outdoor kitchen or someplace that you're getting direct sunlight on it. So I don't like using it in uh, in high light areas because down the road, if you've got UV coming in, that can be a problem. Hmm. But overall, so good product. I, I mean, I love it. So. I would rather have that in my house than granite, to be honest. And that's me. me Now, there's some great granites out there, but there are some great quartz products out there that are beautiful. But for durability, yeah, of course. You know, natural stone has fissures and weaknesses in it. So you're most likely to have much more problem with that. And, you know, here in the U.S., Caroline, it's funny. If you go to Europe, you see marble and granite and stone, and they use it. It's got stains on it. It's got a red wine glass stain on it. It is a working piece, right? Exactly. It's like that old leather jacket. You just love it. In the U.S., we want it to look like the brand new leather jacket. Pristine. Pristine. So our our obsession with that cleanability is what gets us there. So, you know, other things that I want people to be careful with, and this is kind of down your road a little bit. There's a trend right now of taking those old laminate countertops and people putting like epoxies over them and doing epoxy finishes. Mm -mm. I am not a fan of doing epoxies in kitchens. No. And in a house. Yeah. You know, you've got to do this stuff outside. And the problem is you can't do that outside and move it in unless it's a little tiny thing that you're doing. Exactly. And so now all that off-gassing happens inside. No, 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 no. And the disadvantage with the epoxy on a kitchen or even a bathroom is that it stains really easily. So red wine, you know, juices, all those different things can really get you as far as how that goes, so you got to be really careful. Bathrooms, anything from hair products hair to dyes to toothpaste, know. you know, kids in the blue toothpaste, that'll that'll turn into color. Even Corian. I mean, cor- my downside with the Corian is that I tend to dye, you know, dye my hair. And so and I'll do it in the kitchen or wherever the big sink is. And yep. it just picks it up. If you get it on Corian, it soaks right into the material. Now, I don't find that happening with the quartz, which is interesting. I don't know why, but it just doesn't soak in like that. Now you can, it'll sand right off the top of the corn if you get that on there. So it doesn't go much. It just kind of stains, stains the top it. of it. I do it with a yeah. little buffer, you know, one of those, um, yeah. Mr. Clean Even a pads. Scotch Bright pad, just mm-hmm. one of those cleaning pads. Yeah. Come right off. Yeah. So that's the advantage of that with that. And then the other thing I really want people to be careful with is wood countertops. You know, as a budget item, people out there are going the butcher block, block countertop way. And you got to be really careful because one, I don't like it around wood around sinks because now you're going to have an issue and two bacteria so many people are just going and putting like a regular sealer over top of it 
And if you're going to seal that, you want to have a food grade sealer. I don't want that sealer in my food. Do you? No, but also the wood is prone to bacteria and growth. So you can get all kinds of salmonella and E. coli and Terabacter. All that stuff gets right into your wood and you can't clean it. So you need something that's a really cleanable, durable surface that is wipeable. Yeah, and doing a whole wood countertop is not going to do it. Caroline, mm-hmm. I hear that music in the background. You know what time it is? So fast. It's time to call it a show for this hour. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.